uh, spiritual when you're surrounded by temptations? You surround yourself with it. Huh? We're talking about, um, we're continuing with this struggle with, with the, um, Augustine, Augustine, struggle with the temptations, like, uh, and my struggle with temptations, uh, like eating and drinking, and lust. So, I'm going to, in my struggle, I'm reading St. Augustine. We continue, actually, we had read about food and sex in book 10, and now we continue. Uh, and I'm still actually craving for lentils, believe it or not. I'm actually, she's making red lentils as we speak. So I confess to the fact that I crave red lentils. <laughs> and I've surrounded myself with temptations because how could I grow as a person without being surrounded by temptations and overcoming them and being 31, so book, book 10, 31.47, surrounded by these temptations, I battle every day the lust for eating and drinking, as it is not the kind of thing I can cast off once and for all, never touching food or drink again, as I could do with concubinage. So I have cast off concubines. <laughs> what? What? What, Hannah? Kay? Is she going to be tempted by anything? As a two-year-old, she faces a life of temptations. <laughs> what do you say, Hannah? Hannah, Kay? Kay, do you say, Hannah? Hannah, Hannah. Kay, do you say? Kay, do you say? No, no, speak. She doesn't speak early in the morning till she winds up. The reins of the throat are to be held lightly with a grip that is relaxed but also firm. But what man? For it is not transported at least a little beyond the measure of need. <sighs> My problem is I get depressed if I'm not transported beyond the measure of need. I want more than just food and drink. <laughs> Whoever this man is, he is a great man who glorifies your name. I am not like him, for I am a sinful man, but I too glory your name. Huh. Yeah, I, some people don't think it glorifies his name for him to get up grunt, grumpy and have his coffee and have a grumpy voice. Grumpy. Grumpy old man. When a grumpy old man reads the book, it's no good. Because you battled so much temptations and you ate and drank so much. What? Huh? Hmm. Is that the way to battle, overcome lust? Is to have a beautiful woman? <laughs> uh, some people think so. <laughs> I am not like him, for I am a sinful man. See, he's implying that he's not a sinful man by saying that I am a sinful man. That's, that's like so arrogant to say to go on and say that you are a sinful man because he wants the people to think that he isn't a sinful man when he says, I am a sinful man. So I'm still a big fat liar even when I say I am not him or I am a sinful man but I too glorify your name. So in other words, I'm a big fat liar and a sinful man and, and, and by confessing to it, doesn't clear me. He who has overcome the world will intercede with you for my sins, numbering me among the weak members of his body, because your eyes have seen what is imperfect in them. For in your book all shall be written. Uh -huh. 
Yeah, like everything that happens uh, is written down in a book. Matthew 4, 3, Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. I think that's the wrong quote. Uh -huh. What are you reading? Uh -huh. Book 10. God. What the heck? That's the wrong quote. Uh -huh. Psalms 152. 138, 18, 16, uh, the eyes did see my imperfect being, and in thy book all shall be written. Psalms 138, 16, in the, uh, they write down in the archaic, archaic records, on the causal plane, they write everything down. <laughs> that you did. <laughs> when you have your life review, you can go over everything line by line. That's why I'm going over this book line by line. Well, you have a headache, huh? Hmm. Honest, deep in thought. 32, 48. The enticements of aurora aromas are not of great concern to me. When they are lacking, I do not seek them, and when they are present, I do not reject them. I am prepared to be deprived of them forever. Aromas. <laughs> that is how I perceive myself. But perhaps I am mistaken, for there is also a lamentable darkness in which the abilities within me are hidden from me so that when my mind examines itself about its own powers, it does not readily believe itself, because even what is within it is mostly hidden unless experience should uncover it, and no one can be untroubled in this life which has been called a single trial. That's kind of like a study. Interesting that this is like a study Bible. You could study the Bible by reading Augustine. Maybe that's why he was so popular. <laughs> Job 7, 1. <laughs> he is capable of changing from worse to better. is also capable of changing from better to worse. The one hope, the one confidence, and the one certain promise is your mercy. See, he's been changing me from better to worse, strangely enough. Wow. That's why I'm trying to change the direction from worse to better instead. Instead of flip-flopping all the time from worse to better or better to worse. We should stop, stop flip-flopping all the time. Be wishy-washy like T.S. Connie used to say. <laughs> Thinking I might have lust for books today. I'm thinking of books at the library, maybe. I fulfill my lust for books. <laughs> desire. We gotta make up desires. Hmm. 33.49. The delights of the ear had entangled and subjugated me more firmly, but you released and freed me. I admit that I still find tranquility in the quiet melodies into which your words breathe life when you they are sung by a sweet, skilled voice, but not so that I am enthralled, but can rise and free myself whenever I please. Personally, I don't try to get released from desire for music. Huh? What? I'm going to keep that one. What? What, honey? Okay. Chocolate? Oh, my thermos you need? Where's my thermos? Where is my thermos? Where's my thermos? Where's my thermos? There's, oh, there's thermos there. Ah, ya lo 
So there's no way that I'm going to give up my tranquility that I find in music. The delights of the air have entangled in succurs who subjugated me more firmly, but you released and freed me. And I still play the piano. I admit that I still find tranquility in playing the piano. And will continue. I don't care if I'm tented. I don't care. I admit that I still find tranquility in the melodies into which your words breathe life when they are sung by a sweet, skilled voice. Not, but not that, but not so that I am enthralled, but can rise and free myself whenever I please. The music really isn't going to be any good unless you meditate first, anyways. I try to place meditation above playing the piano even chronological order. And yet, though these melodies seek to find a position of honor in my heart together with the words that give them life, I have trouble finding for them a place that is suitable. Yeah, I've always had a trouble finding a good piano and keeping it in a place that's suitable where I could play without disrupting others and... Uh, and I never really had a piano studio to myself to compose. So I have to pray like very loudly and very intensely and continuously for a piano. Because of the temptations in the past, I've destroyed the pianos that I had. At times it seems to me that I give them more honor than is fitting when I feel that our minds are raised more devotedly and fervently to the flame of piety by the holy words when they are sung in this way than when they are not, and that all the emotions of our spirit and their variety have their own proper measure in voice and song through some mysterious connection by which they are stirred. Yeah, there's a mysterious connection between the voice and inspiration. <laughs> we know that, <laughs> right? Do you know it? Takir, Takir, Takonasar, Takonakor, Kona. I don't know. Takiras, Tagusta. Mm. But physical pleasures to which the mind should never be surrendered, and thus we can open away me, for sensuality does not attend on reason, following patently in its footsteps, once admitted to its presence, strives to overcome it and to lead. So in these things I sin unknowingly, and only afterwards become aware. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, he's always been a sinner because I don't know when he's going to become a saint. It just doesn't seem like he can get his act together. Mm -hmm. He had root periods of time when he meditated fastidiously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought you said that if you meditate six hours a day for six months, you could reach enlightenment. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Is that true? Hmm. I confess to the fact that I read a lot of books when it's cold outside, too cold to play tennis. I also confess the fact that I podcast, even with background noises uh, from children present. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't care. 33.50 in book 10. But sometimes, when I guard against this very deception, I err because I become too severe even reaching the point where I wish all the melodies and sweet chants in which we celebrate. David's, 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 or David's, David's Psalter to be banished both from my ears and from those of the church itself. 
At such times I hold safer the path that I have been told, Bishop and Athanasius of Alexandra chose, having the reader of the Psalms use so slight an inflection of the voice that his reading was more like a proclam proclamation than a chant. But when I remember the tears I shed when I heard the songs of your church at the outset of my regained faith and how I am even now moved not by the singing, but by what is sung when it is sung in a clear voice and with great harmony. I acknowledge the great benefit of this practice. He acknowledges harmony, the beauty of the voice with harmony. Mm -hmm. so, uh, but in my case, with inflection. Mm -hmm. Lots of inflection. Uh -huh. If inflection, no inflection is bad, then lots of inflection is good. Thus I waver between the barrel of pleasure and the experience of its healing attributes, but I am ever more inclined, without hereby pronouncing an irrevocable judgment, to approve of the practice of singing in the church, so that through the delight of the ears, a weaker mind may rise to the feeling of devotion. Yet when I find myself more moved by the singing than by what is being sung, I admit that I am committing a sin that deserves punishment, and I would rather not hear the singer. That is how it is with me. Weep with me, and weep with me, God. Men who have goodness within you and act upon that goodness, for you who do not act will not be touched. But you, Lord, my God, hear me, consider, and see, have mercy, and heal me. You before whose eyes I have become an enigma to myself. That is my illness. <laughs> it seems his reading podcasts and listening to them to himself is an enigma to him myself. I've reached an enigma. Enigma. Renig. Enigma. Hmm. Psalms 12 4. Hmm. There remains the pleasure of these eyes of my flesh that I include in my confessions for the ears of your temple to hear those pious brotherly ears, so that we will have listed all the temptations of the lust of the flesh that still assail me, even as I groan and desire to be clothed with my habitation. That is from heaven. <laughs> is that the heavens? The sound, that's the sound of the heavens. 2 Corinthians 5, 2. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. New King James Bible. The eyes love beautiful, varied forms and bright, charming colors. That's why I like my girlfriend's uh, brightly, brightly red clothing. <laughs> Maybe not possess my soul, may God possess it, who made these things. Indeed, they are very good, but he is my good, not they. Hmm. So her clothes are nice, but, but my good is he. Hmm. Really? Why do you like her clothing? Why do you like your girlfriend to be beautiful? Well... Genesis one thirty one, Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. New King James Bible. If I had a good-looking New King James Bible, a good-looking one, <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> and forms and colors reach me every day in all my waking hours, nor I ever granted rest from them, as I might be from the sounds of a melody, or in an entire song when it falls silent. 
For light, the queen of colors, washes over all that we behold, enveloping me with a variety of forms wherever I am during the day, soothing me even when I am immersed in other things, and my attention is elsewhere. So strongly does it seep into everything that when it is suddenly withdrawn, I seek it fervently, my soul saddened as if it is absent far too long. That's the sound of uh, the uh, graduates, graduate department in electronic music at the university. That's extremely advanced music. That is uh, a composition by John Cage or Sabotnik. Uh, uh, is that Sabotnik? No. 34.52 O light that Tabius saw when his eye seeing he taught his son the right path of life himself walking before him along that path of charity never erring light that Isaac saw when his fleshly eyes were heavy and dim by age and he was granted to bless his sons unknowingly by, by blessing them was granted to know them, why the Jacob saw when he too, blinded by age with illuminated heart, poured light on the races of future generations, embodied in his sons, and upon his grandchildren by Joseph he laid his hands, mystically crossed, not as a father sought to correct him, by his outward vision, but by as he himself inwardly discerned. Ah. Mm -hmm. 88. Tibet for Genesis twenty seven, Genesis forty eight, eighteen. And Joseph saw to his said to his father, Not so, my father, for this one is the firstborn, put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know my son, I know. He also shall become a people, and he also shall be great. But truly his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his descendants shall become a multitude of nations. Hmm. Hmm. What I mean, this is the light. It is though it is one, and all who see and love it are one. Ah. This is the light. It is one, and all who see it and love it are one. <laughs> is that the bottom line? That's the grand statement of the book. The closing statement of this podcast. No, it isn't. Mm -hmm. My closing statement. What is your closing statement of life? Oh. Hmm. Of your speech. This is the light. It is one, and all who see and love it are one. But the other corporeal light that I mentioned before seasons of life for the blind lovers of this world. With a wailing and dangerous sweetness, but those who do know how to praise you. For this corporeal light included in your hymn, O God, creator of all, and are not consumed by it in their sleep. Hmm. I've been consumed by it in my sleep. Hmm. That's the sound of the, the Department of Composition. Ambrose's hymn, Deus, Deus, Creator, Omnium. Quote, God, creator of all things, ruler of heaven, who veils the day with beatrice light, beauteous light, the night with reposing sleep. <sighs> that is how it would like, I would like it to be. I resist to the temptations of the eyes, least the feet with which I walk upon your path be ensnared. And I raise invisible eyes to you, that you will pluck my feet out of the snare, as you always do, for they keep being ensnared. You do not cease to pluck them out, while often I am caught in traps that have been laid all around me. For you who keep Israel neither slumber, Israel neither slumber nor sleep. Hmm. Yeah, I keep getting into traps, but somehow I get out. <laughs> <laughs> Psalms twenty four fifteen. My eyes are ever towards the Lord, for He shall pluck my feet out of the snare. Psalms one twenty four. Behold, He shall neither slumber nor sleep, but that keepeth Israel. Psalms 
5810, I will keep my strength to thee, for thou art my protector. Hmm. 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 What was that all about? Uh -huh. Innumerable things has modern man created to beguile their eyes on in cyberspace, on the internet. <laughs> what things have you been looking at on the internet? How much is how much is your screen time? What's your how innumerable is your screen time today? Thirty-four point five three. We're still talking about diversions from meditation in. St. Augustine's book, 510. It's not just chocolatey, because that's usual chocolatey. What innumerable things men have created by diverse skills and crafts to beguile their eyes. Innumerable things in clothing, shoes, and every kind of artifact and implement. Innumerable pictures and all kinds of images, everything far beyond what might be necessary and of pious and moderate use. <laughs> wow. He foresaw the future, I guess. He was way ahead of Facebook and Microsoft. <laughs> way ahead. He foresaw it. <laughs> What innumerable things men have created by diverse skills and crafts to beguile their eyes at Amazon. Innumerable things in clothing and shoes at Amazon and every kind of artifact and implement innumerable pictures and all kinds of images, uh, everything far beyond what might be necessary and of pious and moderate use. Men outwardly follow what they themselves create while inwardly they relinquish him who created them, destroying that from which they were created. Whoa. But I also sing a hymn to you for these things, my God, and my glory, and offer praise to him who has sacrificed himself for me, because those beautiful things that men's souls inspire their dexterous hands to create come from that beauty that is above our souls, and for which my soul sighs day and night. You see, my guru sacrificed himself for my sins. <laughs> he took on my sins, literally. Well, you could say some people think Jesus Christ took on his, their sins for him, for them. Well, literally, my guru took on my prolab karma. So, it's not very nice to not remember. It's not very nice to be beguiled by innumerable things. Uh -huh. We're talking about thingism now. By shopping, we're talking. This is the section on shopping, I guess. Uh -huh. To go shopping on Amazon. Uh -huh. Do you shop too much? Uh -huh. I tried to adopt uh, minimalism and decluttering, and I try to review intensely whether I need something before I buy it. So I actually take it, put in a delay. <laughs> I say I want something, then I affect in a delay, or I see something in a store I want to buy, and I say, "Oh, wait till tomorrow," and see if it goes away. <laughs> huh. But I usually buy, like, practical stuff, like long underwear to stay warm in the winter, because it's, it's sort of necessary, to be necessary. What? Do we buy necessary things? No. What, dear? K? Que pasa? Nada. Nada? You say something? No nadas? Nada? The cooking. This is all necessary. She's very uh, practical in a way. She won't let me buy stuff. <laughs> she says, no necessita. No necessita. 
I wanted to buy more like uh, thermoses and she, she uh, actually we saw that there was a number of them in the, uh, I got Taylor's thermos and I have, have uh, there's a lot of thermoses actually, which I, I have so many things I forgot about them. Well, you're not a hardcore minimalist at all. You have a lot of things. Oh, shut up. What innumerable things man have created by diverse skills and crafts to beguile their eyes, innumerable things in clothing and shoes and every kind of artifact and implement, innumerable pictures. I have innumerable pictures uh, on Google Photos, actually. How many photos do you have? Well, if I uh, took 2,000 photos a day for 10 years, how many is that? Well, over a million, probably. That's quite different than your father's time. Your father only took... How many did you have in the Lyle Smith uh, photo collection? I think it was only like 600 over his lifetime. You've taken more than that in one day. Oh, shut up. Far beyond what might be necessary in a pious and moderate use, men outwardly follow what they themselves create, while inwardly they relinquished him who created them, destroying that for which they were created. But I also sing a hymn to you, capital U, Y-O-U, capital U. For these things, my God and my glory, and offer praise to him, capital H-I-M. Him, who has sacrificed, capital H-I-M-S-E-L-A-F, himself for me. He sacrificed himself for me because those beautiful things that men's souls inspire their dexterous hands to create come from that beauty that is above our souls and for which my soul sighs day and night. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a nice salad. Ensalada. Yeah. You do want to go to a fresh start? To a... To lunchy? Oh, oh, it's already four o'clock. Oh. No, what to cure us? Do you want anything to cure us? No cure us? No, no time to want it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes people have no time to want anything. Like if you're uh, working 18 hours at Goldman Sachs. There's, there are some people who are so so busy working that they have no time to buy anything. They're time-based, lack of time-based rich. Like the young associates at uh, Goldman Sachs who work 18 hours. They're rich but have no time to enjoy it. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that that's good. <laughs> well, <laughs> I gotta drink my chocolate at the appropriate time. Huh? Well, it's nice and caliente, but not over caliente. Mmm, just perfecto. Now it's nice and caliente. My chocolate is. After a couple minutes, something boiling hot becomes just right. Mm -hmm. uh. Uh. It is from the beauty that those who make and cherish these things of outward beauty gain a measure for judging them. But they do not gain a measure for using them. But that measure is there, but they do not see it. Otherwise, they would not wander so far from it, but keep their strength for you. How do I keep my strength for you? By listening to the Master's broadcast at or doing meditation, or by we talked about not having too much sex or too overeating. <laughs> by not wandering so far from it, but keep the strength for you, and not scatter it in pleasurable depletion. Scatterbrainism, become a scatterbrain by scattering your attention every which way but loose. <laughs> 
Why do you scatter your attention? <laughs> Psalms 58.10 I will keep my strength for thee, for thou art my protector. I will keep my strength for thee. I better read Psalms if I claim to be David or David. Would not be surprised. That's me trying to build up my strength after having scattered it in pleasurable depletion. I'm trying to rebuild my strength, rebuild it by drinking ve by vegetable juice, by juicing, by having veggies in the morning. By be <laughs> I can rebuild after I was depleted. It is from that beauty that those who make and cherish these things of our beauty gain a measure for judging them. But they do not gain a measure for using them, and that measure is there, but they do not see it. Otherwise, they would not wander so far from it, but keep their strength for you, and stay home and meditate, and not scatter it in pleasurable depletion. But I, though I say this and see it, find my feet entangled in these beautiful things, but you pluck them out, Lord. You pluck them out because your mercy is before my eyes, for I am miserably trapped. But you pluck me out mercifully, sometimes without my discerning it, when I had stepped only lightly into a trap. And any other times you plucked me out painfully because I was stuck fast. I got stuck so many times in traps. <laughs> and just by meditation and reading the scriptures and opening the Guru Granth at random and reading what it says as advice directly from God. <laughs> wow. Psalms 25.3 For thy mercy is before my eyes and I am well pleased with thy truth. <laughs> well, that's very religious stuff here. I'm achieving some piety, I suppose, for my sins and confessing to them. <laughs> so a Catholic should claim that I'm improving myself a bit, even though he seems to go right back straight to scattering myself in pleasurable depletion. Well, that's part of modern, modern man with uh, Amazon and the Internet and with Facebook and with uh, <laughs> Facebook and Amazon. Is that it? <laughs> what is pleasurable depletion? What is it? Well, we said it could be too much food and too much sex and too much internet and too much uh, pleasures uh, of the flesh. Uh. Oh wow, this is a nice juice. Did you put uh, put play play dough play day play dough uh, matcha matcha inside matcha. Matcha and hugo. This is green verde green hugo. It's very beautiful. It's a big glass. Grande, dear grande vaso of hugo. I like it.
that's not depleting at all. It could be very um, strengthening for you. Uh -huh. If I strengthen myself by building up my muscles, and so I can then sit in meditation for a long time by forcing my knees to be happy <laughs> and not be. Uh, ¿Usted va a estar aquí en la casa en la mañana? ¿En casa? ¿Sí? ¿Mañana? Ahora. Maybe, man, maybe mañana. No, hoy, hoy, hoy. ¿Hoy en casa? Yeah, en casa. I think maybe profesor. ¿Tú vas a estar aquí en casa? I, I may stay in casa. ¿Sí? Sí, en casa. And see, uh, go see my profesor en tarde. Profesor, maybe. Professor. Maybe, maybe. No, professor. Hey, tennis professor. Tennis. Hoy, hoy tenis. Oh, maybe. It's no, no, not. It's frío, but not so frío. Not eso? muy, muy frío. No, the viento is goes down. Abrajo no, viento. No comprendo, no comprendo. Why don't you understand? No comprendo. No, I don't know, dear, exactly. ¿Tú vas a ir al parque hoy? Are you going to the park today? I, I was saying I might try the afternoon. Estaba diciendo que podría intentarlo Cerca oficina with con professor, my tennis coach. Okay. Entonces no te voy a empacar el chocolate ni la tortilla. I'm not going to pack you for Oh, okay. It's okay. That's, yeah, that's okay. Okay. Don't pack it. Don't pack it. Yeah, don't worry, dear. I don't know how you say don't worry, but... Yeah, don't worry about it. See? See, no... Si no te preocupes por eso. Yeah, don't worry about it. No preocupes por eso. No te preocupes. Yeah, I can take care of myself. Uh, yeah, why should one person who is working have to prepare food for the one who isn't working? Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Porque una persona que está haciendo ejercicio debería prepararse. ¿Cómo? No, 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 I think the afternoon will be warmer than the morning. Creo que la tarde será más cálida que la mañana. Uh, I'm going to have to stop this thing, this thing about the depletion. <laughs> Two hours huh? alone. So that's about enough of mine. People, you you sort of think that you should be alone all the time, uh, but uh, you could probably achieve like if you just uh, have two hours alone for meditation and reading and doing your own thing. Everybody needs the quiet time alone. So uh, maybe I don't need all the time solitariness. But uh, if I had a certain amount uh, of uh, being alone, being alone by myself regularly every day, uh, huh, then I could go out when I achieve an epiphany. <laughs> well, what's that got to do with this talk? Well, 
where we said that you could overcome temptation of the flesh by being alone as well. <laughs> what flesh? Well, this is old-fashioned stuff. We're talking about Augustine. And 34, 35.54. To this we must add another temptation. Uh, one more dangerous for its manifold facets. Beside the concubines, concubines, the concubine, the presence of concubines, besides the concupiscence of the flesh that lies within the delight of all senses and pleasures, and whose slaves perish as they go far from you, the mind has, through these same senses, a certain vain and curious desire not to delight in the flesh, but to experiment through the flesh under the auspices of knowledge and learning. Wow, what is that? I don't know if he's going to get into the pride of learning. What if he has the pride of enlightenment itself? Pride of having reached enlightenment. That's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah, well... That was, I was just thinking, how do you, like, uh, literally think another unenlightened are as good as you and, and literally remove any aspect of ego? As this is part of man's appetite for knowledge and the eyes are the foremost instruments of the senses used in attaining knowledge, the Holy Writ has called it the lust of the eyes. Lust of the eyes, 97. Thus because porque seeing is the domain of the eyes. Through, we use the word seeing of this other senses too when we employ these senses in seeking knowledge. God, what's wrong with seeking knowledge now? God, am I seeking knowledge in reading this book? I'm committing, the, I'm confessing to the fact that I'm seeking knowledge in reading this book. Psalms 72, 27, For behold, they that go far from thee shall perish. And John 1, 2, 16, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Hmm. Pride of life. I'm proud of the fact that I'm alive. <laughs> I don't know what he means, but we're trying to figure it out. We do not say how, hear how it flashes, or smell how it glimmers, or taste how it dazzles, or feel how it glimmers. For all these we use the word see. Yet we do not only say, see how it shines, something that only the eyes can perceive. But also, quote, see how it sounds, see how it smells, see how it tastes, and see how firm it is. I get to see how firm my muscles are after I play tennis for four hours. <laughs> see how firm my muscles are after I play tennis for four hours. <laughs> Wish it was summer. See how firm it is. This is why the Holy Writ has called the entire experience of the senses the lust of the eyes. Because the function of seeing is a prerogative of the eyes that the other senses take upon themselves because of the similarity of the action of their senses when they are exploring. <sighs> it's like you're using the Internet Explorer too much. Uh -huh. hmm. I don't know what it means. Well, we know the senses. Excess sensual experience is no good. Uh -huh. 35.55 Through this we can discern more clearly the different parts that pleasure and curiosity play in the action of the senses. Pleasure seeks out what is beautiful, harmonious, fragrant, savory, and soft, while curiosity will also seek out sensations that are the opposite. Not in order to experience them that are unpleasant, but from a desire to test and experience these things. 
That's why uh, curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> yeah, you see that in young children where they're curious, uh, curiosity, they seek out sensations. <laughs> and when you say you want to travel around the world and stuff, are you seeking out sensations? Well, is that a sin for me to desire the pleasure of world travel? Hmm. I should confess to uh, a latent desire to see sights on the sense plane in the in the pinned uh, world in the pinned in the physical world I desire to travel around so I confess to the fact of lust for the eyes lust what is it called lust of the eyes <laughs> maybe I confessing to it I'll somehow come over it and God will be merciful and show me the sights of the astral and causal plane instead hmm. wow hmm. what pleasure can there be in seeing a mangled corpse the sight of which can only make one shudder yet a crowd will quickly gather if a corpse is lying somewhere people seeking to be distressed and dismayed they fear such a sight, even in their dreams, but when they are awake it is as if someone is compelling them to see it, or as if a report of its beauty prevailed upon them. The same is true of the other senses, though listing examples will take much time. This curi disease of curiosity has led to the sensational sights we see in the arenas of the theater. That's like if I went to the Roman uh, arena and watched... Like, uh, they release 100 lions at the same time to eat Christians. Uh -huh. Did they do that? They could release, simultaneously release 100 lions and watch them eat Christians. Uh -huh. Wow. That, this disease of curiosity has led to the sensational sights we see in the arenas of the theater. It leads men to examine occurrences in nature that are beyond the grasp, the knowledge of which is of no use. But still they desire nothing more than to know. The same perverted quest for knowledge leads men to embrace the magical arts. And the same is true in religion when men strive to test God, demanding of him signs and omens, not for any good, but simply out of their urge to test are we testing God and asking him to execute a miracle? <laughs> Do I ask him to? <laughs> Why should I ask him to do anything? <laughs> Why isn't he? Others testing him sought from him a sign from heaven. Luke eleven sixteen. Others testing him sought from him a sign from heaven. New King James Bible. Test. Huh. I'll have to stop here. I'm going to test this podcast out as it stands uh, without further elaboration. Uh -huh.